Hey, welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. We'll talk about the realities of being a parent and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own quirks, and I'm a parenting educator. And today, we are here to talk about decision-making around back to school. Oofta. <laughs> Right? So many decisions to be made as parents. Uh, what are we doing with our kids? Where are they headed? And all that stuff. Uh, we know that you're working hard to make a lot of decisions about what's best for your family. Uh, and I'm really excited about this topic today and that we have a special guest. So um, I want to introduce you to our guest, Dr. David Brown, who is our behavioral health state specialist for Iowa State University Extension Outreach. Now, besides his university position, he's also a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist, a certified family life educator, and a parent of two grown and wonderful girls. So we are so excited to have David join us. Thanks so much for coming on here, David. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really glad to be here today. Oh, awesome. Thank you. We know this is such an important topic. Um, and, I, and to be honest, I just kind of want to dig right in. Can we just go for it? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, I know you've talked about stress before on the podcast, and uh, but I want to look at the idea of stress specifically related to the pandemic that we're all experiencing. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the researchers out there, Dr. Perry, uh, discusses that stress and thereby resilience and vulnerability can fall in on the continuum across several characteristics. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now many of you who listen to our podcast regularly know I... I'm usually up for a little game or a little back and forth. So I have an idea here, David. Um, so there's a couple of characteristics. What about if you, you know, we like to use this lens of research and reality. What if you share some of that research of the characteristic and maybe I'll share a little bit of parenting reality um, about where that stress falls? Sure, that sounds great. So are you ready? I'm going to give you the first continuum. I can do it. <laughs> okay, the first continuum looks at whether the stress feels chaotic or predictable. Oof. Okay, well, I can say there's a lot of times that this has felt way more chaotic coming back to school than a typical year, right? I feel like a typical, you know, when you get ready to take your kids back to school, it's pretty predictable. You need their school supplies, you make sure they have a backpack, maybe some new school shoes, you know, whatever our kids need to get ready for school. This year, I feel like it's been a lot more chaotic, you know, whether we're sending our kids to face-to-face -to -face school or online or even chaos in terms of knowing what your options are, right? Some school districts had released a plan and then had to take it back and, you know, made a new plan. And so that's been chaotic. Oh, yeah. And, and within that chaos, we just had to make so many more decisions that we've typically normal <laughs> and typically have, uh, usually had to do with uh, this pandemic. Oh, yeah. So I would say the pandemic, I think, has made life, you know, that stress a lot more chaotic than predictable. That's for sure. Been hard. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for the second one? Let's do it. Hey, the second continuum is whether the stress is severe and prolonged or moderate. Oof. All right. In particular to prolonged, I think that for a lot of families, you know, this pandemic and how it's affecting our lives is maybe a lot more prolonged than people initially expected um, or anticipated. And so I would say it's been prolonged. And I think, yeah, whether it feels severe or moderate, you know, really depends on, you know, each family. But I think there's been times when it's felt really severe, like, man, 
will everything's will things ever go back to normal? Can I handle if they don't? You know, but then there's other times where now I feel like I'm kind of in a place where it's a little more moderate, right? I've maybe settled into these new routines a little more and it feels like something I can handle. So again, both ends. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. You know, some of us have got used to kind of the new normal. And so the stress is a little bit more moderate um, as uh, things seem a little bit more real uh, because we're doing it over and over again uh, related to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, so how about that third one? one? Yeah. Okay, finally, we're going to look at whether stress feels uncontrolled or controlled. Oof. Okay, I would say absolutely. As a parent, I feel like the pandemic is out of my control, right? So that stress feels uncontrolled. Um, You know, that's like an absolute, (laughs) that one was an easy one for me. Um, But I do think that I have found some peace, um, you know, and kind of a way to navigate by finding the things I can control, you know, things like choosing, you know, I wear my mask and practicing healthy self-care, you know, and stress reducing like stress management strategies and even stuff like I have a plan that I need to check in with my daughter regularly and see if she has questions about what's going on or what she's heard. And so the finding those things I can control has really helped that stress feel more manageable. Oh, I'm sure, you know, and, and every family has a little bit different reality uh, related to this pandemic. You know, Mm -hmm. we know that some communities have a little bit few more resources available, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe different uh, public health rates within the pandemic. And, and, you know, they come from different circumstances prior to the pandemic as well. Um, But the thing is, there's some great news that Dr. Perry does provide us some very specific strategies and how we can help move our stress patterns into a direction more towards resilience. Absolutely. And so that was a part of this research, right? Was that as we look at this continuum of stress across those three continuums, it's also whether our stress is making us vulnerable or helping us build resilience. Um, And I just love that. We've talked a little bit about resilience before. And so thinking about building a family that is resilient to help with this stress in the middle of this pandemic. Um, there's some really, like you said, those great specific strategies. Can you walk us through? Um, can you walk us through those strategies? Sure. There's some really great tips out there that uh, can help all families. Number one, maintaining daily structure uh, not only helps the children, but it also helps the parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, family meals together is always a good way to c- connect and communicate within families. Try limiting the middle media intake, uh, media intake, especially things mm-hmm. that maybe not sound so great. We need to also keep exercising every day. Uh, certainly reaching out and helping others is a good thing to do. Um, sleep hygiene, get a, getting a good night's sleep also impacts with how well we're doing. And here's the hard one. We have to stay positive and future focused. Yes. Yes. Okay. So having some of those structure, like daily structure, which might include some family routines like mealtime you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Also thinking about limiting that media intake, you know, that not that where you need to stick our heads in the sand, but that we're choosing to not be constantly bombarded uh, with that a high amount of breaking news kind of stress. Uh, so exactly. limiting that media intake and then exercise, reach out, help others. Think about those sleep patterns. I am guilty of that. I am quick to let that sleep hygiene <laughs> slip away from me. I might be staying up late and then I'm still getting up early. Um, so I got to work on that one. Um, and then, of course, trying to stay positive and future focused is really yeah. great. And that sleep hygiene is so important because, you know, if you don't get a good eight hour sleep, sometimes, you know, other things fall apart. You just not feel it as well during the course of your day, not as productive. And so it's really important to get that good sleep hygiene. 
Absolutely. Well, and so, okay. So I, I shared, I'm maybe not doing always so great at the sleep, the healthy sleep patterns and hygiene. What about some of the things we are doing well? What would you say you've been doing well, David, uh, during the pandemic of these strategies? You know, we're, we're in a situation where, you know, our kids are grown. So uh, my wife and I, uh, even when we're working home, we're able to kind of maintain a fairly consistent structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we kind of got up at the same time and we quit work at the same time, even though we were yes. working at home. And so um, we got into a new uh, kind of daily pattern fairly quickly. And I think that was very helpful for us. Excellent. How about you? You know, I would say actually the thing that I feel like, like, oh yeah, uh, family meals. It, we've kind of continued that norm. That was one thing, you know, as other things changed of yes, us like working from home, you know, and all those things that we were still able to maintain that routine of kind of what we were typically doing with our family of coming together, eating at the table, uh, kinds of things. So whether that night it was cereal or not, I won't say, but, <laughs> uh, but having those family meals together. So uh, those are some really great and kind of simple strategies that Dr. Payer gives us. We can help reduce that stress and build resilience, right? So instead of feeling vulnerable to stress and other problems, we can help build our resilience with these patterns. And so we know that being back to school and the transition that comes with it is normally stressful. And then Mm -hmm. we add a layer of the pandemic and then we add another layer of just kind of typical, right? What other normal stressors is going on. And it can feel like a lot. It can really it, it feel like a lot. lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, not just feels like it. It <laughs> is a lot. Um, you know, so we do want to look at those ways that we can navigate that stress, right? Some of it's uncontrolled that we're not in charge of whether the stress exists, but how we navigate it is within our control. So, and we can build our resilience that way. That's right. That's so important. Hey, I do want to cover another topic while I'm here. And that yeah, topic is... Um, Decision making and 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 a uh, uh, something that we call decision fatigue. Now, mm-hmm. you may have heard this term before, but I want to talk in terms in uh, Dr. Uh, Roy Baumaster's research. Mm-hmm. Now, he and his colleagues uh, have discussed that the process of making choices may itself drain some of our own mental resources, Oof, yes. thereby leaving us less likely to think clearly and thus make good decisions. And so even bigger decisions that many of us are having to make can even be more draining. Yes. Oh, yes. I just can so relate to that concept of decision fatigue. And those regular kind of choices we make in a day, just they can really add up in terms of how much energy they take from us, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you're a single parent or the parent who tends to manage and coordinate more of the family decisions, that's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, there's uh, there's just exceptionally uh, additional pressure on certainly those uh, single parents or, or the family members mm-hmm. that make no decisions. Now, fortunately, in my household, my wife makes those those decisions. So unfortunately, she probably has just more decision fatigue than I do. Yes, yes. Well, and, and I think recognizing that even within your co-parenting relationship that, you know, finding we've talked about that finding a balance in your division of like household and childcare labor um, that you are happy with as a couple. And if that, if it makes sense for a certain person to do more of that, recognizing that their decision fatigue will be very real. Um, And so yeah, making those decisions together when it makes sense and recognizing if someone makes more of them, they there will likely be decision fatigue, especially in the midst of making all these big decisions in the pandemic. You know, and, and there's some strategies that can help, fortunately, that Dr. Yes. Uh, Baumaster provided. So uh, let's talk a little bit about those. 
Absolutely. Yes, please. Now, uh, one of the best ways uh, we can do is think about this is that we can eliminate some unnecessary or unimportant decisions by making things routine, um, like brushing your teeth. I mean, for most of us, we don't have to decide whether or not we're going to brush our teeth. It's just a, a habit that we just do all the time. Um, so that can have some kind of impact on how uh, families kind of work together. Absolutely. And I even think about, you know, in, in our family, you know, in our own reality, we have a, a bedtime routine that's just a habit, right? So no matter mm -hmm. who's putting the kids together, it's the same, like the same steps that we're walking through. And so it's not a choice of whether or not we need to brush teeth or whether or not we're going to put on pajamas, because that's just how it operates. And so it eliminates some of that choice by having it as a habit. Yeah, so things that just happen like that, you don't have to uh, think about, and it just reduces our uh, decision fatigue. I love that. I love yeah. that. Here's another strategy, is to give yourself some time to regulate between decisions. Mm. All right, David, that sounds a little bit, I think you've heard our phrase, stop, breathe, talk, which oh, yeah. is one of our favorite parenting strategies. That sounds a little bit like that, right? Taking a little time to regulate. And this one's talking about in between decisions in particular, though, right? Sure, that's an amazing example. I mean, it's a good it's a good rule to follow is that when you make a little decision like what's for supper, then you take a little break to regulate. Mm. But when you make a really big decision like whether or not your children could be completing school online or face to face, you need to make sure you have a big break. Oh. I love that. And and that's easy to remember, right? If I'm making little decisions, you know, even a lot of little decisions, little breaks can help me regulate. But if I'm making huge decisions, you know, that feel like they have a huge impact, I'm going to need more time and rest in between make, trying to make another decision. I can talk about that even with we recently moved our home, you know, to a new, a new home. And the amount of decisions that feel like big decisions, you know, where we're hanging stuff, what to unpack, all those kinds of things. Um, so little decisions, little break. Big decisions, been big break. I like that one. Yeah. And the other thing is we need to look at when, when we're making decisions, we have to be rest and refreshed. Mm. Oh, That's a hard I, one. You know, yeah, it's, it's, I got to be honest, as a parent of two little kids, I don't know if I ever really feel that refreshed and relaxed or rested. <laughs> oh. I know the pandemic is, you know, it seems like we're working hard with the pandemic. And I think parents and everyone's kind of struggling with feeling rest and refreshed. So, you know, you're right on track with that. Well, and in all seriousness, I know like, yes, and maybe it's like, oh, will I ever be rested again? <laughs> um, but there is a reality of like, there are times during the day when I know I am more refreshed or more rested and other times during the day when I'm not. Like if I've noticed if I like my my like co-parent and I are trying to talk about something over dinner when we're in the midst of like routines and trying to connect with the kids after being gone all day and all that stuff. That's not a good time for us to try to make a decision because I'm not refreshed and I'm not relaxed oh, um, Exactly. You know, versus th trying to make those decisions and have those conversations like after the kids have gone to bed or if we have a chance to catch each other over lunch and talk on the phone or something. And yeah. so those are times when I'm a little more rested and, in a, you know, in a better headspace. Than oh, sure. that's, that's, those are really great times to make decisions. Yeah. But the other thing we need to think about is the idea of letting big decisions marinate. And what I mean by that is that it's giving it a time to consider lots of options and then give yourself permission to set aside the idea for a while so that your mind can wander and kind of 
peruse about it a little bit. Okay, I love that. <laughs> Marinate. I like that. A lot of times our science of parenting team, when we're talking about, you know, decisions for the podcast or working through topics or something, I like I might say, we might say we need to noodle on it, <laughs> which is the same thing. Like we talk about it, we take in the information. And then our brain just needs to swirl it around a little while <laughs> before we make an official decision. So marinate. I, gosh, I like that a lot. Like let it sit a while before you officially decide. That's correct. And here's a hard one. And here's a hard suggestion. It's suggested that we practice getting more comfortable with being undecided. Oof. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm, I tend to be a person that, yeah, once I've taken in the information, I'm like, all right, I've decided I'm ready to do it right now. It's like, wait. So practicing that slow down and say, you know what? I don't have to know this right now. I don't have to decide this right now. And that's actually a phrase that Donna, um, our super, my supervisor, <laughs> has mm -hmm. helped, rem helped remind me um, throughout the years is, you know, Mackenzie, what about just not right now? Like, you don't have to say no, right? I don't have to say I'll never decide. I can just say, I don't have to decide right now. So practice being comfortable with being undecided. Yeah. And that's a tough one because, you know, we all like to check off our boxes and say, like, I'm done with that so I can move on. But sometimes you just have to let them sit for a while and be undecided. And mm -hmm. that's a tough one for all of us. Yes, yes. And, you know, we want to be able to keep those strategies in mind to keep that decision fatigue at bay, right? We yep. know that's going to take away our energy and make it harder for us to make good decisions. Um, and so we want to make sure that we kind of keep these strategies tucked in our pocket so that we can make decisions with kind of this clear mind and sound logic, especially important decisions like we're talking about with our kids and our parenting. That's right. So, so um, yeah, we really want to work to keep our, you know, decision fatigue at bay uh, so we can make decisions, um, uh, good decisions about being back to school and other topics this year with a clear mind and, and really sound logic. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So we've walked through some strategies related to stress, right? Working on building resilience rather than than vulnerable by using some of those basic strategies we talked about with structure and helping others. And then also talking about that decision fatigue, that it is very real for parents right now, particularly around this transition back to school. Uh, luckily, we have some strategies there too. Um, letting ideas marinate. I'm going to cling to that word, David. I like that. I like marinate. that marinate word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the other great news is that we actually have some really great resources available to us that we want to make sure we share with you today. Um, so some from Iowa State Extension in particular, and just some general things that we that are available to you as parents that can help you with this decision making process. Sure. You know, the first resource, and I think it's an amazing resource I'm going to share, is the uh, Iowa Concern Hotline. Mm -hmm. Now, the Iowa Concern Hotline has been around since 1985, and it's a free service connecting Iowans with information to help them kind of navigate through a variety of cir life circumstances. Um, their services are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at no charge. Um, through the Iowa Concern, you can access, uh, have access to stress counselors uh, as well as resource and referral information on a wide variety of topics. Um, the service is provided through Iowa State, Iowa State University Extension Outreach. You can contact them by going to 1-800-447-1985. Uh, language interpretation services are also available. Excellent. Yeah, that's a great resource. We've mentioned it before on the podcast, and that's something we absolutely want our listeners to remember is available to them. When you're feeling stressed, when you have questions about legal matters or financial matters or just stress in general, you can call that Iowa Concern Hotline. 
Um, yeah, it's available 24 hours a day. It's just a great resource. Yes, anytime and totally free, which is great. Um, one resource that I want to remind you about is that we've actually covered some of the topics that relate to some of the strategies we've shared um, here on our podcast on the science of parenting. Uh, you know, we did our bonus episodes, um, a couple bonus episodes on um rituals and routines in the middle of the pandemic. So, right, one of the strategies was routines like family meals um, and checking in with our kids and things like that. So you have those bonus episodes. And then also remember, season two was all about, we call them the six superpowers of self-care. And so, right, when you're draining your energy, uh, one of the things I've actually kind of myself been practicing is when I've noticed my stress is really high, um, I've maybe lowered the bar on some other things because I said, I'm saying, Hey, I'm really stressed, which means I really need self-care. Um, so look at those episodes on the six superpowers of self-care. I'm going to have to go back and watch that episode. Yeah, they're good ones. They're good ones. <laughs> hey, another important resource that, uh, was recently shared on our own Iowa state university extension and outreach site was some publications called COVID-19 childcare considerations. Now, these publications are designed to help parents like you uh, make the important decisions around child care for your children in the midst of this pandemic. Um, those resources are available free at the Iowa State University Extension and Outreach Store online. Yes, and I should mention um, all of the resources that we're mentioning here are going to be available on our website, um, scienceofparenting.org. So if you're like, hey, what was that called? We are going to have them listed out in a blog post for you um, that you can scope out. So uh, we'll give you links there. Uh, but I do also want to mention another great resource actually came out of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, which is um, Wisconsin's state extension system. And it's something called a decision worksheet for moving forward during COVID-19. Uh, it's going to lay out some really great considerations that are specific for you, your family, your reality, so you can make informed decisions about what's best for your family in the midst of this pandemic. That sounds like an amazing resource. Mm, it is. Hey, finally, uh, I want to make sure to mention another recent Iowa resource that we've been partnering with, and that is COVID Recovery Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, and they were actually kind enough to send a little snippet so you can hear more about the work and the services they offer. So let's listen to that. This isn't your typical public service announcement. It's more personal than that. It's your life we're talking about. COVID-19 may have changed your daily routine, your family's finances, and your sense of security. Not sure where to turn? Call COVID Recovery Iowa for free counseling and resources to get back to normal. Call COVID Recovery Iowa, 844-775-9276. Brought to you by COVID Recovery Iowa. Oh, excellent. So COVID Recovery Iowa, a great resource for us to be able to tap into, along with so many other resources, right? Publications, decision-making tools, things that are going to give us more information, as well as COVID Recovery Iowa and our Iowa Concern Hotline. So, so many things to help parents make decisions, um, you know, about what's best for their kids and their family. Uh, like I said, we are going to have a blog post here um, that you can go find on our scienceofparenting.org blog and website that will give you the links to these resources so that we make sure that you can get access to what you need. So find all of our information there. So I think that kind of covers it, David. You know, we've talked through this stress and, you know, that's specific to the pandemic, whether it feels controlled or uncontrolled or moderate or severe, predictable or chaotic, uh, all of those things, understanding that stress. And then 
talking about the reality of the decision fatigue parents are experiencing right in the midst of this pandemic so many choices to make and a lot of us have just made these choices about back to school and then now that we're back in school there's a whole other set of decisions to be making yeah um, it's, it's, it's tough times out there and so you know we're certainly glad to share all these resources and information to as many folks are, who are interested absolutely and i want to say thank you so much to you david for joining us today to talk about such an important topic for parents so thanks for thanks for joining us here on the science of parenting podcast Thank you for having me today, Mackenzie, and I really appreciate being here. Thanks, David. Yes, so covering so much good stuff today, right? That decision fatigue, oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk about examples of that forever <laughs> in the midst of parenting in a pandemic. Um, but we laid out some really specific strategies that research tells us can help us navigate, right? This really difficult time. And we know this transition back to school, it looks different this year. Um, and that in itself is kind of a hard thing. We've talked about rituals. Um, and so a back to school is also kind of a ritual. And so that having to look different this year can be tough. So make sure you tap in those strategies, uh, check out those resources, utilize what's best for you, your family. Remember our job is to share the research. You get to decide what's best for your family and your own reality. So thanks for joining us today on the Science of Parenting podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. You can watch us on Facebook, and every once in a while, you can catch us there live where we answer your comments and questions. So come along with us as we tackle the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is a research-based education program hosted by Lori Hayens and Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung with research and writing by Barbara Dunn Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This program is brought to you by Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.